still my soul. Hey everybody, this is Phil. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. At the end of this study, please take the time to subscribe to the Glen Springs Church YouTube channel and check out our website. Also, if you live in the Gainesville, Florida area, we would love to have you visit us in person. For now, let's open up the Heavenly Library and may the words of the Holy Spirit sink deep into our hearts. Thanks for joining us. In every Well, welcome back to another study from the Book of Ephesians. I'm Phil Robertson, joined by Mark Lloyd Sr. And Mark, as always, good to see you. It's good being here again this afternoon. Well, it's afternoon for us right now. It's afternoon for us. Uh, I notice you've got a lot, Mark, in your text there. Are we in for it today with you? Is that what you're telling me? I mark everything up. So (laughs) you have it on paper. Mine's... Well, Here my side, and I do that because I may change my mind later. <laughs> That's right. I've always had a bad. I tried to put mine in pencil at one time so I could erase in case I needed to. <laughs> and it's interesting as you go through Scripture, you will find that you either maybe change a position or whatever that's that's fine you're learning yeah and so you have to be careful sometimes oops that's an ink and now what am i doing have you got some liquid paper on there (laughs) y'all remember liquid paper before we go any farther (laughs) i'm going to take your mind off of me where did you get this shirt this shirt is almost older than my children i'm going to say that had to be in the back of the closet it was in the back of the closet and it was just kind of a rainy day i figured we needed some little you know, Hawaiian, yeah. you know, flair to okay. today. That's, so. that's, and this is a great text, yeah, too. Okay. Yeah. So, so the mystery may be the mystery, where did I get this shirt, as well as the mystery. Maybe that's what Paul was talking about in Ephesians that's right. 3. <laughs> There's a mystery. There's a mystery. That shirt. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're following along with us, you know that we're in Ephesians 3. And I'm going to begin by reading the first 13 verses, and we'll see if we actually get that far uh, in our discussion. But as always, thank you for joining us. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel... I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, who am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. 
This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. I saw that look you gave me there when we talked about the uh, uh, authorities in heavenly places. Uh, I, I say we don't begin there. No, no. All right, let's let's save that. But I, I think we begin saying percolate. No, I I just it's interesting. Paul starts out on a thought, and his thought is about being a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ends up with that thought in verse thirteen. Yeah, this is one yeah, continuous it, it, lesson. But mm-hmm. but the point is. Paul, as he's writing, will think of something else, and he'll bring that something else up, which leads him then to something else that he thinks about, which brings up something else. And look at all the things he brings up before he gets to the conclusion of what he was talking about (laughs) in the first place. And it's amazing to me. Uh, The doctrine in this passage is, is... well, the, the absolutely whole, amazing. The whole letter's been it, that it is, way. But, I mean, but the just, way he does it here in chapter 3, mm-hmm. uh, and we can even debate what he's talking about as far as the prisoner is concerned. The, the obvious thing is he's in prison in Rome, and so I'm a prisoner of Christ uh, physically, but I'm also a prisoner of Christ spiritually. I, Christ has me imprisoned in my mind. I am... I am there for him. He's got me in prison. And so it's it's an amazing thought that he's going through here to them. That even though he's physically in prison, I'm also, as far as the Lord is concerned, I'm in prison to him. Well let's let's just let's just ride that thought for a moment. If you have your Bible open and you're uh, following along with us, this is really the first time Paul even brings this up. Yes. Uh, that he just literally says, I'm in prison. He'll say it again. At the beginning of chapter 4, uh, he'll remind them that he's a prisoner. But he doesn't say he's a prisoner of Rome, as you no. said. And, and literally, he is a prisoner of Rome, but that's not how he sees it. He's a prisoner of Jesus Christ. In other words, he wouldn't be in captivity to no. Rome if he wasn't committed to the gospel. But then he's also going to acknowledge that his ministry is for the sake of the Gentiles. And so you could also say he's in prison for the Gentiles' yes. sake, because that's what led him there in the first place. If you uh, have a cross-reference in your Bible, this might be noted. Um, I have just simply in my notes of when Paul was arrested, if you go back to the book of Acts, everybody loved his preaching, even in Jerusalem. Even the Jews didn't mind his preaching until he brought up that, oh, we also are including Gentiles in all this. And then that's when everybody got upset. If you think Acts 11 uh, uh, actually, actually, Acts 22, verses 21 to 26, it's when he mentioned the Gentiles, they go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no Gentiles. In fact, this guy needs to be in prison. Well, and he wouldn't be there if he hadn't been in Asia Minor and well, in Greece. Well, that's where it first started out in, in Acts and, 11 and, when his ministry began. And so yeah. he is over there just right in the forefront of creating Christianity, which then became the illegal religion as far as uh, the Jews or the Romans were concerned. Because and, the Jews stirred it up. And who, yeah. who was the head 
man, as far as they saw it to be, as far as creating Christianity, it had to be Paul. It had to be Paul and probably Peter. I think Peter now is on the scene, uh, and what a prominent person he was. But the two-headed, as far as the Romans were concerned, if we get Paul, if we get Peter, we may have this thing. And that's what they went after. And so uh, Paul was high, if not the highest on their list to get as far as Christianity was concerned. But it's actually a powerful point that we see when our Lord speaks to all of us, even in the Sermon on the Mount. When you suffer on my behalf for the sake of others, you're suffering for me. And, and to me, that's really what Paul was saying that's here. Right. I'm, I'm suffering because I want to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. The Jews don't like it. I'm suffering because I'm preaching a gospel that is challenging the faith of men. Therefore, I don't see myself really as a prisoner of Rome. I'm a prisoner for the sake of Jesus Christ, and it's almost as if it's a badge. And he said, don't pity me. Don't right. pity me. He certainly says that over in Philippians. Don't pity me. I'm, it's all joy for me because I am suffering for Christ. And so don't pity me. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to take whatever this earth brings to me because I am a, an apostle of Christ, and I, that's fine. That's fine whatever happens to me. So don't you all feel bad for me. You continue being the people you need to be. He's suffering with a purpose. He's suffering with a great purpose. And that purpose is to unite all men in Christ, which is, if you want to get into it, the mystery. We've already talked about that a little bit. If you were uh, with us for the previous lesson, as we talked about how, well, the gospel and the great mystery of the gospel is uniting Jew and Gentile together. And, And that is his message. I find it interesting that he has to repeat this. I mean, to me, he did a very thorough job between verses 11 and and 22 in chapter 2. And then he goes over here and saying, you know, I've I've written to you about this briefly, which would have been verses 11 through verse 22, and I'm repeating this now. I want you all to fully understand that the mystery of Christ was the fact that the gospel is being given to the Gentiles as well the Jews. Well, I think he, I think he's actually repeating it from the standpoint, now it's in the context of why he's been imprisoned and what his whole mission is all about. Uh, he, he is a minister, and as he says it, to the Gentile. I, the Lord has commissioned me to go to Gentiles, and that's where I'm taking this message. And it's a message that they need to hear, but it's also a message that Jew needs to hear that they're fellow heirs with the Jews, that they are partakers together. But every place he went, where did he go first? Every city. He went to the synagogue. Try there first. He went to the Jews first. And in every case across the board, in time, they the Jews asked him either to leave the synagogue or ran him out of the synagogue. Which happened in Ephesus, and that's why they were but in the school. But the point was, yeah. he did mm-hmm. go to the Jew first. Gave them every opportunity, whatever city he went to, uh, yet it ended up being the Gentiles that he ended up preaching to in those cities because the Jews primarily did not accept him. All right, so the mystery in verse 5 was hidden, but now revealed through the gospel, this ministry of reconciliation. Uh, The Gentile is a fellow heir, as you see in verse 6. And then 
Paul just wants us to see this great revelation of which he is a minister. He's like, man, I get to preach this. Yes. And I get to share this. Now, uh, can we get down to, to verse 8 here? Look at how Paul looks at himself. He, he, he's given himself for the Lord. He's given so much for the Lord. He's in prison for the Lord, but he is not patting himself on the back, even in his suffering. For I am the it's least. It's in Corinthians, is it? Second Corinthians, where he said, I am the least of the apostles. Mm -hmm. Now, here, he, he's even broadening that. Mm -hmm. I'm the least of any saint. Yeah. That's what he considers himself being the person that he came from. He was, he was persecuting these people. He was putting these people to death as far as the Jews were concerned. And that's where he came from. And he had a hard time of forgetting that from where he had oh, come sure. from. Sure, and don't you know he ran into people all the time all that the were time. affected by... Wait a minute, you know, Paul, weren't you... Weren't, weren't you one of the persecutors? What are you doing now? Yeah, you threw my cousin in jail down yeah. there. My so-and-so lost yes. his You can imagine how it went. Uh, but it, the grace, this is to me what's powerful about this. Notice verse 8 uh, again. Knowledge he can see himself, sees himself as the least of all the saints. The grace was given to him. And not just I see it as the salvation in Jesus' grace the do-over, have your life back grace, to be revived grace. But he was given grace that the Lord would give him the opportunity to preach to the Gentiles. I don't think we often look at our opportunities to serve as being grace from God. But Paul did. That's how far that grace went. Now, this is incredible. Not only am I saved, I get the opportunity to share this mystery to others. To the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Uh, that kind of reminds me of the verbiage when you go back to chapter 2, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <You know? laughs> At the beginning of chapter 2 where he talks about well, through Jesus, uh, we are seated in the heavenly places and the immeasurable riches of his grace, uh, as he says it here. And, and then now it's, it's, it's the unsearchable riches, which can be searched, but there's just a lot of them when you think about it. When he says in verse 4, my insight, mm -hmm. that's, an, that's a, an unusual term there. We all sometimes can hear a lot of things. And don't we have to experience things to have insight into things, mm -hmm. truly? Uh, and so all the things that he's been experiencing as he's been teaching these Gentiles along and along, it just sort of a reinforcement to him of we Jews thought we were it. And now we're talking to people we used to call dogs. And they are equal to us. And that, that has to be reminded to me all the time. And now my insight into that is the love of Christ the love of Christ, what he has done for all mankind, all mankind, not to just the Jew, but he's done it to the Gentile who had no relationship with God, basically. Yeah. And he's done it for you too. What an insight now that I have into that. Please listen to me. I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. The Lord has given me this through his spirit. 
please listen to me. I, I like the way he says there, when you read this, yes. you'll be able to perceive. Uh, it's the idea when you read this, you're you're going to be catching, wow, Paul's really into this. Right. Uh, Paul really sees something and understands something here. It's kind of like, take notice. This is a perception you don't get from all those who claim to be followers of the Lord. This is... This is from a man who has seen it, endured it, lived it, and been transformed by it. Now the Ephesians, if they look and listen and read and reread, they're knowing as much as now Paul now does. Paul. And, and we are as well. Yes, and we do as well. We are as well. This is the We have to understand, history. look at this. this. And he's now, we're going to get into the, where the church is. In, involved in all of this, but this is such an insightful passage to what God intended all along. You know, I don't know if we're going to be able to finish through verse 13, so let's just not try it. How about okay. that? How about that? Uh, let, let's just maybe emphasize, as we've got just a couple of minutes here, Mark, keep it very personal on Paul. Uh, he's revealed to us, I'm a prisoner, but I'm not being imprisoned by man. I'm not even bring. he didn't even bring up Rome. Uh, here, I'm, I'm imprisoned for the sake of Jesus. I am a prisoner of Jesus. What a great way of putting it. Again, he repeats it again in chapter 4. I'm a prisoner for the Lord. I do all things for the Lord. But then I'm also a steward. I'm, I'm a prisoner, but I've also been given stewardship of this gospel of grace. And then in verse 7, I'm a minister. So we have prisoner, steward, and minister. One who is bound... One who controls or owns and manages, and then one who serves. That's how he sees himself, all for the sake of Christ. That's, that's a powerful description, description of any man, but this is the way Paul sees himself. As you read through all of the scriptures, you see Paul on a daily basis when he wakes up. He's got a lot of things on his mind every day, every day. If you read in Philippians, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. In Ephesians, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. In Corinth, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. All of these churches, all of these brethren are on his mind. Why? Because it's his stewardship. Yeah. That is his responsibility. But, but he makes sure they know, uh, don't, don't feel sorry for no, me. But don't, no, no. I, I don't want you to lose heart. You know, I, I'm suffering even for you. But you, know, you but, are my responsibility. Yeah. And so I am praying for you all the time. And when I hear of something bad going on in Corinth, or if I'm hearing about something in Galatia that, that's not supposed to be going on, that just tears my heart out. And so I'm trying to get this corrected. That's my stewardship. How about we leave everybody with this? If you're out there suffering in any way for the cause of Christ. Maybe you're having to be a spouse who's trying to hold a marriage together. Maybe you are a parent who is struggling with a wayward child and there is suffering for the cause of Christ there. Or if you're working with somebody who's struggling in their faith and boy, it's just, it's a labor for you. Remember who you're a prisoner of. Remember who you are a steward for. And remember what your ministry is all about. And when Paul thinks about those things, I don't think he sees the chains. Kind of reminds us of the words of Tertullian, one of the great Christian martyrs 
uh, who was, we read about in secular history, but he says, the legs do not feel the chains when the mind is on heaven. And I think that's where Paul is. You know, I, I may have chains on me from Rome, but my mind is on serving the Lord and serving the brethren. And I'm the least of all the saints. And wow, I get to do this. What a great man, man he must have been. What a great man. Well, something for us all to consider. All right, we'll leave it there. How yes, about that? And then so we'll just work our way through uh, the end of, of this paragraph here through verse 13. And then chapter 3 ends with a wonderful prayer, the <laughs> second prayer and, and doxology that you find there from Paul. Well, you got anything else no, you want to add, Mark? All right. Well, as always, thank you so very much for joining us. And as we always say at the end of these studies, the admonition of Paul that he gives us in this prayer that we're about to study next time, that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, length, height, and depth of the love of Christ and to be filled with all the fullness of God. God bless. Good day, brethren. The Lord is in His holy temple. Again, thanks for listening. If you live in North Central Florida or you're just passing through, we would love to have you visit us at the Glen Springs Road Church of Christ. Also, check out our website, glenspringschurch.com. You can learn more about our church family and how to contact us. Until next time, God bless. Keep silence before Him.